I'm Holly, and you're listening to Sincerely You, where I share my listeners' anonymous diary entries in attempt to shed light on the things most people are too afraid to talk about. The main purpose of starting this podcast is to just spread some realness. No one has a perfect life. Everyone struggles, and no one should feel like they are alone in the things that they go through. When listening to my responses to some of the entries, you will quickly realize that I don't have all of the answers. I'm not a licensed therapist by any means, but what I can offer is a place where you can find comfort and hope in. I will share some truths about your worth, beauty, and purpose, and hopefully just kind of be a light for you in some small way. My very first episode will be about eating disorders and body image. Even if you have no experience or knowledge of this topic, we are still going to chat a bit about body image and overall self-love. This is probably the most frequent topic that gets submitted to me, so I thought it would be good to cover first. I have about over 30,000 submissions right now, so when I say that it's frequent, I mean there are literal thousands, and it's absolutely heartbreaking. This also serves as a major trigger warning, If you are or have battled any eating disorder, it might be best to listen with a trusted friend or a family member. Let's get into it. The first entry I'm going to read is about food restriction and bulimia, but there's somewhat of a twist. This submitter got plenty of support, but in all of the wrong ways. They submitted this in two parts, so I'm going to read both, and they start with this message. Begin quote, I am diagnosed with bulimia but have never been diagnosed with any other eating disorder, and I stand by that. However, over the course of a year, I began starving myself for long periods of time. I never told anyone because I was too scared. I was only open about my bulimia, and even so, I only told my therapist and a few close friends, because I didn't want to grab people's attention. Over the course of the year, people actually noticed I was losing weight and encouraged me to keep doing whatever I was doing. When I started, I was 245, and now I'm down to 175. While what I knew hurt me, I accepted the encouragement over the pain and kept starving or purging when needed. As of August 1st, I've tried to recover, and I'm eating more now than I have this past year. Despite how scared I was to release this, I'm taking the chance anyway. I trust this. End quote. And then it goes into the entry, which was written a few months before. Dear Diary, I feel like a joke sometimes. I can't go an hour without looking at my scale. I can't eat a crumb without panicking about the calories. I panic when my scale jumps one-tenth higher than when I last checked my weight. I only sit through the pain because people encourage it. It hurts to starve, but the compliments cover it people no longer make fun of me. They just stare at me in awe, hearing things like, you've lost so much weight, and I wish I could do that, make me feel prettier than how I actually am. That's all I ever wanted to be, pretty. I've lost 70 pounds since last year, and people encourage it. I haven't eaten in a week. Why can't I be pretty? Nobody knows that I've been starving, or binging and purging either. I'm just so tired of hurting myself. It haunts me to know that being this small hurts, not only physically, but mentally. But to be frank, 
I just want to not be considered the fat girl anymore. I want to be pretty. Sincerely, why? First off, I completely understand how difficult this situation would be. I mean, you can't really blame the people who are complimenting the weight loss because they just aren't aware and they don't know any better. And for the submitter, you're finally getting the thing that you've wanted for so long, you don't want to let go of it. It's not like you're going to say, oh no, that's, you know, actually my eating disorder. You finally feel like you're in some sort of control and the fact that it hurts and you are still able to fight through it and continue makes you feel like you have an even better sense of control, which is not a good thing, obviously. There are actually two things wrong with that. And the first thing is you aren't actually in control at all. Instead, you're a slave to the lies you believe about yourself. You're a slave to the compliments, to society's need for you to look a certain way, and to those tiny numbers on the scale. Some could argue that they want to be in this situation because then it forces them to, you know, actually lose weight. But for what? For who and why the rush? This actually leads to another discussion about whether or not being skinny actually makes you happy, but I will cover that later on in this episode. The second thing wrong with this is believing that this is the only way to lose weight. I don't want to even get into this too much because the topic of losing weight in itself can be triggering for a lot of people. I mean, you don't even have to lose weight at all. But I know that when I was in high school, I was definitely trying to obtain a certain body and I even went in with a healthy mindset. I told myself I just wanted to get fit and that I was young and this was the time to really take care of my body and, you know, see how far I could push things in, you know, the right ways. But the problem was is that I had such little knowledge of nutrition and that caused me to spiral. Long story short, I felt like my food intake had to be barely anything to actually see results. And I also felt like I had to lose weight fast or it wasn't like almost valid for some reason. And I think a lot of us think this. I don't know why. But that's just not the case. It's not true. You can lose, maintain, or gain weight in a healthy way. And when I say healthy, I mean both physically and mentally. I know the process of changing the way that you think about your food and exercising is a really long one. But the first step, I think, is to just believe it. If no one has told you that in a while, I just wanted you to know that, that there is a healthy way to do things. A lot of people are terrified to begin recovery because they think they will have to give up control over their weight. And do not get me wrong, you do for a long while because you have to get your brain out of that mindset. But at the same time, I've seen people who have recovered and are now passionate about nutrition and working out and exercising the healthy amount, the right amount, and they are just all about giving their bodies, you know, the fuel it needs to feel energized and happy. And, you know, the other side of that is maybe you just don't care about that. Maybe you hate working out. Maybe you aren't into, you know, healthy recipes and that whole lifestyle. And that's okay too. Don't force it. I mean, you're making yourself miserable 
for this, you know, unrealistic expectation for yourself. And I've experienced that too. I mean, I just had to wake up one day after trying for years and tell myself, Holly, you don't really care about working out. You aren't into this, you know, like your sisters are or your friends are. And that's okay. It's just something you're not into. And after I realized that, I just felt like a huge, like, release almost. It was like, it was like relief because I didn't have to try and force myself into this narrow lifestyle that I told myself I had to be in to look a certain way, which, you know, makes no sense because the two don't even have to correlate. So the next entry is about an eating disorder, of course, but it's actually flipped. It's about someone who is desperate to gain weight and once again are misunderstood by everyone else around them. Dear Diary, I don't have a normal eating disorder. It all started in fourth grade when I developed food anxiety after throwing up a lot. I was afraid to eat anything that might make me sick. I was in constant fear of throwing up, and the only solution was to not eat anything that could possibly upset my stomach. So I started eating very little and losing a lot of weight. At first, I didn't notice. I thought I was the average age, and when kids asked why I was so thin, I told them I was average. That is until I went to the doctor, and my doctor told me that I was underweight and I should start gaining it. I felt like there was something wrong with me. I was all of a sudden not average anymore. I was below average, not good enough. I immediately started feeling self-conscious and started comparing myself to other girls. I remember looking at all the girls in my class and thinking, that's what I'm supposed to look like. I hated looking at myself in the mirror or at pictures of myself. Every time I did, my eyes immediately went to my skinny legs. A few years passed and I slowly began to gain weight, but I still had a lot of food anxiety. My mom suggested anxiety medicine, and I thought it was a good idea. The med stopped my food anxiety, so now that I am able to eat, I eat way more than the average person. I am desperate to gain weight. I just want the times when I was grossly skinny to go away. I want to be done with the bullying, the daily comments, and everyone assuming I'm anorexic. I want to be able to fit into clothes stores actually have on the shelves and not have to ask for a double zero. I want to be done with crying in dressing rooms when I see how bad my body looks and how horribly the clothes cover it up. I want to be able to go throughout my school day without people pointing out my knees or wrists to each other, saying how I look like a skeleton. But most of all, I want to look in the mirror and like what I see, not look away in disgust. People would never say you're fat to an overweight person, but they have no problem pointing out how I'm too skinny. And whenever I talk about it, people say, you should be glad it's hard to lose weight because they don't really know everything that happens. They don't know I have such a fast metabolism. It's almost impossible for me to gain weight, no matter how much I eat. So I just go home feeling defeated to binge eat some more. Sincerely, S. I think this one speaks to a lot more people than we believe. It goes to show that judging anyone based on their weight is wrong because you just never know. 
Society tells us that skinny should always be celebrated, but we can see the truth here that that's not always the case. They might be going through hell. A simple tip here for the rest of us is to actually think before we compliment someone else's body. Focus on how they might feel instead of how they look. Compliments to me on appearance are so cheap anyway. They only require a simple glance. Like, let's just think about this. Which sounds like a better compliment? Oh my gosh, you look so skinny. Or saying something like, Oh my gosh, you are just glowing today. You seem so happy and so confident. If someone said the first one to me, I honestly wouldn't know if that was an insult or a compliment. But the second one would actually mean so much to me just because that would mean someone was actually paying attention to how I was feeling that day. I say this all the time, but I won't stop saying it because it's just too important. Skinny does not equal happiness. I posted a TikTok a while back and I stated this very thing. So many girls in the comments disagreed and they were truly convinced that being skinny would make them not even more happy, but they said happy in general. Let's just think of it this way. Why do thin, famous models, singers, actresses open up about their depression? Why aren't there books, talks, or even philosophers talking about how being skinny is the ultimate key to happiness? So many of us have the when mentality, myself included, and what that is is constantly saying things like, when I get a boyfriend, I'll be happy, or when I graduate high school, I'll have peace. Let me tell you something, peace and authentic happiness aren't rooted in anything material, especially not body weight. And thank God for that. I mean, can you imagine? If you live with this mentality, you're never going to find what you're looking for. You can go through a bunch of crap to have the perfect body, to be skinny, and then you will move on to the very next thing. I promise you. I know this because I have lived it. We all have a little, and I think we all still do a little bit. But I used to tell myself in high school that all I needed to be content was to get into college and then I could figure everything else out from there. And then I got into a college and my mind immediately started focusing on what college would be like and the new obstacles I would face. Then I moved on to once I get settled into college, I'll be fine. When are we going to realize that this never works, this never ends in happiness? So let me just say it one more time. Skinny does not equal happiness. It will give you a false satisfaction, but it will not fulfill you and it will not be lasting. Okay, so moving on to the next entry. This one is a little different as well, but it's something I believe people will relate to the most. To be clear, this person definitely has an eating disorder, but they view anorexia as something to be desired. Dear Diary, Today I ate 500 calories, but I did an intense workout, so that makes up for it, right? I also made sure to have three cups of detox tea. Maybe if I lose weight, I'll be valid. I'll be a true anorexic, and I'll show them all. They will stare on the streets of my body, and then I'll be able to eat whatever I want and still be slim. I'll prove myself. I'll show them I am sick enough, and maybe then I'll get the help I need. I know it's disordered. It's terrible. 
but I can't stop. I can't. My thoughts are too loud. I hope to lose at least 10 pounds, maybe more. At least until I get caught. I have no idea why I thought I was sick enough to start recovering from this, but I'll show them how much I need help. Sincerely, R. I know for a fact that so many girls struggle with this, and that's thinking that their issues with weight and food aren't bad enough to be deserving of help or attention. And I think it's specifically attention here, but, you know, that's up for debate. So what do they do? They send themselves into a spiral feeling like they have to prove something. Girl, it just ain't worth it. I promise you that. You are about to mistreat your body and mind for something you deserve to have a long time ago, and that's love and attention. I truly believe that all eating disorders come from a deeper struggle, wound, or insecurity, and I don't know this girl's specific story or past, but I do know that she's longing for something real, and it's not just to be skinny. It's to be loved and accepted. Let me get one thing straight. That's understandable. You are deserving of the help you need. You are worthy of the love you are craving. And no struggle is stupid. No struggle is weak. What I'm about to say is the one piece of advice I can be 100% confident in. Tell someone. Don't stop telling people until they take you seriously. Not only that, but know that healing starts inside. It's not just about getting to a healthy weight. It's about addressing the hurt and the struggles that are happening inside of you. So if you feel a lack of love and attention, then that's something that needs to be addressed. For anyone struggling with anything related to an eating disorder, that's food restriction or just a bad relationship with food or working out or anything like that, I am so sorry and I am praying for you. You are definitely not alone and I hope you see that after this podcast. Recovery is possible. People who once swore that they would die from this have recovered. And listen, no matter what anyone tells you, the side of recovery is so much better than what any disorder has to offer. It's just not worth it. Live your life in freedom. Fight for yourself. Get the help that you need. I believe in you and this community is here for you. To wrap up each episode, I will be sharing one quote, and here is the very first one. Begin quote. What if you wake up someday, and you're 65 or 75, and you never got your novel written? Or you didn't go swimming in warm pools and oceans all those years because your thighs were jiggly, and you had a nice big comfortable tummy? Or you were just so strung out on perfectionism and people-pleasing that you forgot to have a big, juicy, creative life? of imagination and radical silliness and staring off into space like when you were a kid. It's going to break your heart. Don't let this happen. End quote. And that quote is by Anne Lamott, and I think I butchered her last name. I'm sorry, but that's the best I can do. So that is all for the first episode. Please consider leaving a rating and review. It helps the podcast so, so much. Also, if you are interested in submitting an entry, go to submitdeardiary.com. All entries are shared anonymously. Feel free to follow my Instagram at submitdeardiary and my TikTok, which is also submitdeardiary. 
and subscribe to my YouTube called <laughs> Dear Diary. I share more entries on all platforms. Thank you so much for listening. I hope to see you next episode. Sincerely, Holly. Thank you.